everyone and welcome to another edition of SMTN Sports Today. I'm Chris Yao and as always I am joined by Maurice Patton and it is Monday, September 14th on this edition of SMTN Sports Today. And of course we want to take a moment to thank our sponsors, Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Covenant Technology, Custom Stone Handlers, and of course our title sponsor, Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Custom Stone Handlers believes in leadership and outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. Contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Maurice, it's, uh, it's been a tough weekend for our football teams, but we've got some good news on several other fronts and uh, so let's first talk about that uh, okay. going on right now as we speak as we speak as we speak as we tape and as this airs probably <laughs> the uh, the summertown district golf tournament or match that's district 12 small yeah. class um, so it's summertown right now. yeah it's also who else is in that Richland is in that um, Hampshire is in that, I believe. Are so, okay. so we've got um, a handful of, of uh, local teams taking part in that tournament down at Lawrenceburg Golf and Country Club. And um, when we got word yesterday that the tournament was scheduled for today, we had that parentheses weather permitting in there. Right. Apparently, yeah, the weather is permitting because they are off and running down there. So. Um, Wish all of our locals well, and we should have coverage of that later on today on the website, sm-tnsports.com. Yes, um, there will be coverage of that. Summertown, girls come into it with an undefeated 38-0 and record, and I think the guys are 32-6. and 33-9 and or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, yeah. so um, looking good for both the Eagles and the Lady Eagles in that tournament today, and... Um, the, the girls are two-time defending small class state champions, so they are um, putting themselves in line for a little bit of a dynasty down in northern Lawrence County. A, a, across the state, no, no doubt a, a, a very good program over there. Mm -hmm. um, so check out sm-tnsports.com a little bit later today for full coverage of the golf uh, district match today. And... I'm not sure. Are, are we sure? Um, as we move on to cross country, mm -hmm. is the ring farm? Is, it's still set for tomorrow, as far as we know. As far as I know, you know, I talked. The track could be a little muddy. It could be a little interesting out there. Um, I talked to Jeremy Paisley, the the Spring Hill cross country coach, who of course will not be on site for the um, the meet Tuesday because Spring Hill's athletic program is in quarantine as a whole and that's another story but um yeah he will not be on site for that but when i spoke with him friday um he had thought that he had handed things off sufficiently that that would still take place and again there are a number of local teams set to take place uh, take part in that Kalioka's running in that hampshire is running in it um central central i believe is in it yes yeah, so um should be a a interesting track as you said it'll also be some middle schools taking part in that but 
You know, in light of the pandemic situation, they are asking that there be no spectators. So um, check in with your runners or with your favorite runner and see how they did. But again, they're asking that there be no spectators on hand in, in light of the pandemic. So that means the uh, the best way to get that information is um, <laughs> sm-tnsports.com. Exactly. We will, we will have full coverage of that as well, at least with results, um, local with local team results. So mm-hmm. speaking of results, some pretty good results for uh, CA's Connor Henson yeah. over the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Columbia Academy boys and girls cross-country teams went up and ran at Sanders Ferry up in Hendersonville, which is set to be the site of this year's state cross-country meet. Uh, first time they had run up there on that course, uh, the Coleman Midget Invitational. And, yeah, Connor, Connor wound up winning the Silver Boys competition that was run on Friday. They also ran a gold on Saturday, and I'm not sure what the difference was in the two um, classifications there, but he ran like a 16.29 and won by 30-something, 16.24, I think it was, because he won by about 35 seconds, actually. So um, nice performance by Connor. Also on the girls' side. um, That was, yeah, that was down, and I'm not sure if... uh, if we were talking about CA, but yeah, CA's uh, girls. Um, um, Annabelle Cawthron finished sixth I was at Hendersonville, say. and Jalen Hickerson finished tenth. And so, that was on Friday too, mm-hmm, right? Yeah. So did they run on Saturday? That's what I was going to ask. They no. Well, somebody ran on Saturday, but we didn't have any locals at Hendersonville right. on Saturday. That that's I what I was about. curious. I didn't know if they ran back to back because that's very no. unusual. No. no. Um, Okay, that makes sense. That's what I was I was trying to figure. I was like, did they run on Friday or did they run on Saturday? No, they ran on they ran on Friday gotcha. because actually um Brady Henson texted me during the CA Davidson game. So there you go. Uh, so yeah, keeping me up to date. I appreciate that. Great job, uh, Connor. That's that's you win by thirty five seconds in any cross country race. That's a that's a pretty good day. That's a pretty dominant performance yeah. there, and um and lonely. <laughs> For the most part of it, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, which, you know, can be good and bad, I think, because if you're not getting pushed, then you're, your only Motivation. option is to push yourself, yeah. you know, and so it's kind of tough when you, when, when you don't necessarily have those competitive juices of somebody on your heels. Was so. it tough for Connor on Friday? Apparently not. <laughs> Apparently not. Um, and, a, and a nice situation for him, two-time top ten finisher at the state, um, and so to get some exposure on that on the that course. course was a big deal for him. Absolutely. And also on the girls' side down in Alabama, Janie and Julia Halterman placed in the top ten at the Chickasaw Invitational that's held at Oakville. Uh, the Indy girls finished seventh overall, and uh, the Haltermans placed ninth and tenth overall, which is really impressive if you – if you know anything about Oakville, it's where one is the where the Jesse Owens Invitational is held, and that is one of the top cr- uh, cross country races in the country. And that's next month, later yeah, this month. It's usually in October, okay, so it's cool. and it's it is one of the most sought after events that you can see uh, in cross country. So, and Oakville is a great course, and to get a to get a, a, a Ninth and tenth place finish against teams like Hoover and Oak Mountain and Mountain Brook out of 
Alabama. Those are the uh, the big schools in the Birmingham area, metro area, that always have very good runners. It's pretty impressive. So well done to those two uh, mm-hmm. young ladies as well. So cross country, a uh, big big time Start, stuff. Yeah, starting to heat up. Big time stuff up. going on, especially with our local runners. So just keep that in mind. Um, soccer, we can talk a little bit about girls' soccer because you got a chance to go out to uh, a cornfield, I mean, uh, to a soccer match on to a last soccer, week. Uh, to a soccer match next to a cornfield, yeah. Uh, it's a um, pretty nice little setup that Richland has down there. They, they've kind of carved out a field and looks looks like... Very what is field it? of Not, dreams? Very field of dreams-ish, right down to having to... Um, sometimes climb into the corn and and, get a ball. And, and dig balls out. So, yeah, interesting stuff. But, um, you know, Kalioka has gotten young, having lost um, two sophomores from last year, the, the Norton twins, Maddie and Mary Beth, and um, battled a pretty well-established Richland team. Gave up three goals in the first half. That was all they gave up. Unfortunately, they didn't score any, so... Um, Wound up with a three nothing loss in that one on Thursday, um, but again battled well. I think David Parks in his second season over there is is kind of building something there and and just trying to get some young kids some experience so that they can compete on a consistent basis. Absolutely, and additionally, Zion Christian's Ava Corbin continues her barrage of goals. Yeah, she. She and um, who else? There were two hat tricks in their nine nothing win over Webb um, on Thursday. She had one. I, and I'm sure it was um, the girl with three names, Lily May Fans. Yes, I, I bet it was her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I think um, Rivers Rivers Absher had a couple, and um, Sophie Elias had the last, the other one, the yeah. ninth one. I don't know the, if it was the last one or not. Yeah, it was but, a nine nine win. Nine nothing win over Webb Bell Buckle. So and and you know the impressive thing about that is they were coming off of a nine to two win over Columbia Academy on Tuesday. So eighteen goals in two games. That's a pretty good day. That's 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 pretty strong. They get a chance to continue that momentum tonight, um, but the competition will be pretty stout as BGA travels over to Zion tonight at 5 p.m. and that's going to be a very uh, tough matchup for the Lady Eagles. Uh, don't don't hold me to this. I think BGA might have won the state last year. Yeah. Um, not not sure if they did or not, but nonetheless it's a it's going to be a very That'll be a test. Yeah, very big test. It'll definitely be a test for for the Lady Eagles, for um, for Ava Corbin, who, what's she got? 17 At goals? least 17. Yeah, yeah, at least 17. So, yeah. <laughs> That's impressive, man. She's got it going. My goodness. Um, that's tonight. It's the only girls' soccer match uh, on the slate tonight, but it's at 5 p.m. BGA at Zion Christian. Um, tomorrow is a full slate of action. You can click Columbia Academy traveling to uh, Franklin Grace Christian at 6 p.m. 
Kalioka is at East Hickman at six. Giles County at Zion. So Zion playing back to back is that's tough to do in mm-hmm. soccer, man. Well, I'll tell you, and, and past that, they've got an interesting matchup later on in the week that I'm sure we'll talk more about on Thursday. Thursday. But um, they play a Saturday morning match at home against Lakeway Christian. And what's interesting about it is Lakeway Christian's football team, they are from up around Jefferson County, just east of Knoxville. Gotcha. Um, The football team, I I assume so, (laughs) the football team plays at Zion Friday night. The girls' soccer team is playing at Cullioca on Friday at 4.30, and then they're playing at 10 on Saturday morning against Zion. So, um, that's tough. They're, they're just making a weekend of it, apparently. Hey, why not? Come to come to beautiful Murray County and there you go. stay hey, a yeah. while. Stay a, <laughs> hey, I'm sure the Chamber of Commerce does not mind. Hey, not at all. Not at all. So, they, they will be taking on Giles County tomorrow at 6 p.m. at home. Independence hosts Harpeth Hall at 7 p.m. tomorrow. Uh, Hickman County travels to Richland and Columbia Central is scheduled to play at Coffee County. At a time to be determined. My guess is if they play a JV game, the JV game will be at 5, varsity at 7. If they do not, then the varsity, then it will just be varsity only at 6. Right. So that is your girls' soccer schedule for the next couple days. Plenty of opportunity to get out and see some great girls' soccer out on the pitch. On the pitch. I love that. We can just keep that. I'm just saying. Um, Moving on to volleyball, you also got a chance to go out to a volleyball match last week. Um, Actually, I didn't go to that. Did you not go? I did not go. You just took some pictures? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. We got got something coming up. Practice. We're talking practice. Practice. Yeah. We got something coming up on some volleyball, and um, we'll just leave it there. Yeah, um, really good story coming out. Just, you know, keep your eye out. Keep your eye out. You'll know it when you see it. But um, Mount Pleasant did avenge a home court loss to Hampshire by going to Hampshire and winning in straight sets 26 24, 25 22, 25 21. I was going to say, a, a 3 0 set that was not drama free. No, no, <laughs> because clearly they had to hang on for that first one before, um, that, and like you said, even the last two, they. The Lady Hawks pushed them. Yeah, so. and so that that's unusual. You don't typically see straight set wins with that like much. That. Yeah, that much you know drama. So good job by the Lady Tigers to mm-hmm. avenge that loss. Like you said. Um, additionally, Independence fell at uh, to Brentwood three one. But hey, you get a set win over Brentwood at any time. That, that's a that's a win for a lot of folks. And, and you know <laughs> what? If this is with with everything that's going on right now, if you're gonna get Brentwood now, is the to time do to do it. I think they've got like a half dozen players out right now. That program is just so good. Mm-hmm. My gosh, they just it, it's 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 Alabama football plug and play kind of thing. It, I mean, next man up, next girl up. It's it's impressive. Absolutely, Barbara Campbell does a fantastic job with that program. Has for a long time. <laughs> We'll leave it at that. <laughs> you better leave it at that. She yeah. might come after you. She might. She uh, might. And CA fell three to one uh, against Franklin Road Academy um, last week as well. So mm-hmm. that's your scores from from last week. Let's take a look at 
tonight's volleyball schedule and tomorrow's volleyball schedule because we got plenty of action to be seen. Um, Monday, September 14th, that's tonight. You've got Hampshire at Columbia Central uh, at 4.30. You've got McEwen at Columbia Academy at 5.30. Mount Pleasant travels to Giles County at 5.30. Santa Fe's at Kellyoka at 6.30. And then Providence Christian and Zion uh, TBA, which is probably around the same time, 5.30, 6.30, something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, depending on probably JV, if I had to guess. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow night is, goodness gracious, everybody and their mom is playing. Everybody's playing. Um, Collinwood travels to Mount Pleasant. The only team not playing is Spring Hill, and that's, again, another story. <laughs> Collinwood's at Mount Pleasant tomorrow at 5.30. Columbia Central at Shelbyville, 5.30. Middle Tennessee Christian XCA at 5.30. At 6 p.m. tomorrow, you can catch Cullioca at Community, Franklin at Independence, Hickman County at Santa Fe, Loretto at Summertown, and Page at Summit, and then Zion Christian and Hampshire will play as well tomorrow. Again, Time TBA. So, again, plenty of opportunity to see some volleyball as they are getting ready to to hunker down and get into mm-hmm. the, the nitty-gritty here. Starting to heat up as... Um Postseason positioning starts to be in question and that kind of thing. I'll tell you what, um, that Loretta Summertown match tomorrow at six, when those two get together in anything, it's entertaining. And here's the thing right now, Loretto is six and one in the district, and Summertown is undefeated in the district, obviously. So the winner takes control until they meet again I guess I would is this the first time I think this is the first time so I don't think it may not be Loretto eh, maybe I'm not sure because the the schedules the schedules that we have are incomplete at best well the thing is the schedules that we get change so much for, for various reasons and I'm sure you know the pandemic has had something to do with that but sometimes things change and that's, that happens a lot, especially in with volleyball. You never know if they're if they caught somebody in a in a tournament because they all play in these same in the same tournaments a lot mm-hmm. of times. So you never know if that was a district match or if it was a tournament match or what. Just right. a lot of, of things change. A di- you know a lot of differences in volleyball. So, but again, Loretto, Summertown tomorrow night. It's going to be a pretty. Uh, Pretty great. It'll be intense. Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931 381 2663 or www.mtbj.net. That was an accident, but we were going to break anyway. It was time for the break. I just didn't get a chance to introduce the break. So, or to bring us back from the or bring us well. No, this is bringing us back. I guess that was uh, that was not supposed to happen. Um, but User error. Yeah, you know it's it's what happens when you're producing the show while also hosting the show. <laughs> it is it is tough to do sometimes. But uh, this is SMTN Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. And now, as you just saw, it's time to talk football. Um, Let's uh let's start out with this one because psh, talk about a surprise. We were not ready for the these next two games were 
pretty big surprises for us. Uh, Franklin gets a 27 to 20 win over Summit. And watching what I could during my lightning delay uh, <laughs> out at Mount at the Fayetteville Mount Pleasant game, it it was just a dominant performance by the Franklin offensive front against that Summit defensive front. And you know that's the one thing that I knew, but I didn't really take into account was. Franklin's size up front, particularly on the offensive side of the ball, didn't know if they would be able to utilize it to their advantage as well as they did. Clearly they did. Um, as I said, they've got a huge left tackle, Fisher Anderson. He's like 6'7", 265, and um, looms as one of the top juniors in the state from a recruiting standpoint. And... Um, when you've got that kind of size on one end, if you've got anything the rest of the way down, you're going to be able to kind of um, create some problems for opposing defensive lines. And that it seems like that was the case Friday night for Franklin against Summit. Yeah, no question that um, Summit struggled to, to stop the run, especially late in the game after they kind of got tired a little mm-hmm. bit and uh, couldn't get couldn't, – couldn't, sustain a lot of drives uh it felt like everything summit got offensively was a big play uh i know destin wade had several of them uh, and if you're watching this on on facebook or youtube um you can see this uh you know he had a 70 something yard touchdown run a 60 something yard touchdown run just absolutely dominant um as a runner what did he finish with? 13 carries for 195? Is that right? yeah, it was 195 yards total. Um, and when he got a chance to sit in the pocket and had a clean pocket, he was able to, to complete passes, but that just wasn't the case because that Franklin defensive front was just so good. They were causing problems all night. Destin had to run a lot because he was escaping pressure. Um, but like I said, you know, when he did have some time to throw at least a couple of seconds, he was able to complete some passes. It just, you know, it was just a very good job by uh, by Franklin to, you know, force him into running out of the pocket, much like you see here, even though he uh, ran for about 50 yards on the play. And, and that's, that's the concern that you have to have when you're trying to defend Destin Wade is, you know, if you do get pressure on him, that's only half the battle. you got to get home because if you don't, he can do that. Right, absolutely. And he, he does a good job, like we said, you know, of keeping plays alive with his feet and that sort of thing. But he just, you know, against independence where they also kind of got pushed around up front, he he was able to score enough points to get them a win. Uh, in this game, unfortunately, that just didn't happen. They, uh, the, the Spartans fall to the Admirals, the Admirals, 27 to 20. And I'll tell you what, obviously we're going to talk about this more on Thursday, but I think that outcome makes this Independence at Franklin game on Friday really interesting. Big exactly region, right. 6-6-A game. Um Franklin's only region game to this point, I believe, is a loss to Ravenwood. Um, Independence will be going in there 1-0 with a win over Centennial. But um, suddenly 
that game, for for obvious reasons, we talked about Indy's loss to Summit earlier in the um, opening game of the season. That game takes on a little um, extra interest. Yeah, a little say. more allure. Yeah, it, that's a good word. Yeah, a little more allure there for mm-hmm. this one. I'm excited about it, so I'm excited about talking to talk about it on uh, Thursday as well. Yeah. Again, if you don't know, we have a podcast today. Uh, it'll come out sometime today. And then on Thursday around noon as well, we'll we'll talk about Friday night's upcoming matchups and uh, other sports as well, just like we did earlier in this one. Uh, again, Franklin, a 27-20 winner over for Summit uh, on Friday night. Again, another surprise. Um, did not expect Giles County to dominate Columbia Central as they did uh the Bobcats get a 42 to 13 win down at the Brickyard uh, over Central, and they. You talk about this; it's cliche, maybe, but run the ball, stop the run, hmm. win football games. And, and that's exactly did, what and they Central did. Central didn't either. Yeah. Well, that's well exactly Giles, what Giles County, County did. did. Yeah, yeah. Kudos to Giles County, and you know. Um, David O'Connor's been doing this a long time. He rolled the dice early on. He scored, I think, off the opening kickoff. Then they kicked onside and recovered it and scored off that possession. And so they got up quick, early. And for a Columbia Central team that had just gotten shut out the previous week by Summit, 35 nothing. I don't know if some doubt crept in at that point or what the situation was, but the next thing you know, it's 21 nothing. It's 21-6 at the half. Josh County scores on their opening possession of the third quarter, makes it 28-6, to and they're just pulling away from that point. Yeah, um, that's what I think, you know, is important to, to also mention is that, you know, special teams played a big part in this, not just for Giles County, but also for, for Columbia. The difference was that Giles County was able to finish. Uh, Columbia, as you saw there, got a really good kick return, but you know it, they just weren't able to close the deal. Yeah, and that makes a big difference right here. A great punt. Um, I'm not sure what happened on the ensuing drive, but a, a great punt here, and really one of the better special teams high school football games that I don't that may have ever happened. I mean, that's impressive if you really consider and think about the special teams, you know, plays. So who knows? It's very weird. We talked about safeties earlier this year. Mm-hmm. You know, lots of safeties, and then you've got, you know, you've got this game that had a kick return and you know great punts and onside kicks. It just goes to show that high school football is more than just, you know, running and stopping athletes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, you know, coaches will tell you offense, defense, special teams. And a lot of times, it, as an onlooker, you don't pay much attention to special teams until there's a breakdown, until sure. there's a mixed, missed extra point or a block punt or something like that. But um, I think these coaches are paying attention to it on a regular basis, and sometimes it pays off for you. Absolutely. Christian Biggers did not have the type of game that we are accustomed to seeing from him. Now. 11 yeah, carries, 52, 52 yards. yards. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't, wasn't great. But I, I will say, you know, Again, Brady McCandless was able to make some throws. You know, again, he just continues to grow in that role. And the better he gets, again, this is a non-region game. It's it's a game that was scheduled late. 
Yeah. Um, they yeah, they was in. Central was supposed to play Overton this past weekend. Right. So this is not, I mean, it's not a game that you were necessarily preparing for like you would someone else. Mm-hmm. So that being said, don't put a whole lot of stock into this one um, if you're a Central fan. Just understand that th- there's a lot of nuance that goes into this particular game that Maybe Central was trying some things that they want to try later. Maybe they were being very vanilla because they didn't want to put anything else on film. You never know. What you do have to be concerned about, though, is what do they take out of that in preparation for this week when Lincoln County comes in here in a Region 5-5A game that does have some importance, especially after they lost two weeks ago in their region opener against Summit. They... um. Region game at home, they've already lost one of those. They need to get this one. And, again, we'll talk more about that on Thursday. But but this, at 2-2 two and two overall, this is a big game, I think, for Central coming up. And not just 2-2 two and two overall, but region-wise, they, they, they've got to get this win. They can't, so. they can't go to 0-2, I don't think. And, again, we'll talk more about it on Thursday. But, yeah, this is, um, this is a big week of preparation and a big game coming up for the Lions. Yeah, speaking of 0-2 in the region, um, <laughs> yeah. Mount Pleasant traveled down to Fayetteville and just if it could go wrong, it did go wrong. Um, Every little bit of momentum that Mount Pleasant had during the game, the very next play, <laughs> something would kill it. Um, well, now, in Mount Pleasant's defense, they were playing the number five team in the state in Class 1A. Oh, no question. That At home. Fayetteville's very good, mm-hmm. but they're not that much better than Mount Pleasant. At, watching that game, it felt like Mount Pleasant was never out of it until the end of the first half. Um, And at the end of the first half, 18 seconds to go, Fayetteville scores on the very next play. Tavarius Strayhorn throws an interception. They run it down to the three-yard line. And they score again. And they scored again. It's twice within 18 seconds. Um, That was really the dagger. Mm -hmm. Up to that point... You're talking about a game that was it, it was sixteen nothing, fourth and three at the Fayetteville four thirty-five-ish yard line. Ethan Beasley takes a direct snap, wheels himself to a first down, mm-hmm. absolutely just drags defenders. And on the next play, they snap the ball low and he loses five yards and they turn it over on down three plays later after three complete incomplete passes. Mm-hmm. So again, Every little thing that could have gone wrong did go wrong for the Tigers. So that there's a positive in that because uh, – not necessarily in that, but there's a positive that came out of the game, and that is Keevan Cooper. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt now that the freshman running back wide receiver athlete doesn't matter, put the ball in his hands, uh, can, can do some special things with it. He scored on runs of 67, 53 – and a 98-yard kick return. So you're saying that the Tigers are hanging with Mr. Cooper? <laughs> oh, nice. I love that show. That's a good one. I love that show. That's a good – that was one of my favorite shows on Saturday morning, man. I watched that with uh, 
<laughs> on uh, right after what was the with Ahmad oh, uh, I know what NBA mm-hmm. the NBA show mm-hmm. oh that that was so good I love that show <laughs> hanging with Mr. Cooper hanging with Mr. Cooper that's good anyway yes they are hanging with Mr. Cooper and they should be from uh, from now on matter of fact you finished with four carries for 131 yards four carries 131 yards two touchdowns two rushing, rushing touchdowns and he also kind of had a catch he had a catch in the game too, and then he had the ninety-eight yard kick return, which was pretty impressive. Okay, so I'm and, and the coaches are yelling at him for catching it at the two, probably, and not letting it roll in the end zone, right? I, I don't know if they were, because I mean, anytime he can he has the ball in his hands, it's electric. Um, so the play before the kick return was an eighty-four yard run by Fayetteville for a touchdown, and so. The 84-yard run followed by a 98-yard kick return. The official <laughs> on the side on Mount Pleasant sideline after that kick return, he said, "I don't care who does it, but somebody better tackle somebody on this play because I'm tired of running." <laughs> so that that would have been the 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 um, definition of official timeout right oh, there. Man, huh? He was he was he was gassed. He was gassed. Let's let's show them. Let, let's show you here the uh, the nine uh, the sixty-seven yard touchdown run here. Um, he takes a sweep around right in and just and this is on the first play of the second half. So it goes from thirty to nothing to thirty to six like that. If you don't give up the touchdown with no time left on the clock, mm. you're talking about a two possession game. It's it's a whole different mindset. Sure, and it's just one of those things that, like I said, it, it was. Every bit of momentum that Mount Pleasant had, they gave it up, unfortunately, on almost the very next play after getting no momentum. So, but, but they found something. They did find something, and I'm, I'm excited to see how that young man progresses. So, oh, moving on. We'll, we'll end this segment with one of our, team, one of our two teams that won. <laughs> How's that? Okay. Um, we'll talk about Independence. They go to the Inferno. And get a twenty-eight to seven win over Blackman. And what what did the Inferno Twitter account have to say about this? I don't this think one? they had much to say at all. Um, <laughs> on on Friday during our pregame show on um, TriStar Friday Night Live, uh, when he asked us to pick this game, I said Independence, and it's not close. And there you go. I'm su- I'm kind of surprised I was right. But also <laughs> not. Believe in yourself, dude. I mean, Independence has been just – they they scored, was it 60 – yeah, 63 points. Mm-hmm. In the last um, two games. Before they were scored on. Um, yeah. So, I mean, a 35-14 win right. over Centennial and then 28-7 – and all three of those touchdowns came in the fourth quarter, probably some garbage time stuff if I had to guess. Um, big, big win for Independence over Blackman. Yeah, this is a Blackman team whose two losses coming into this game had been to Alcoa and to Ravenwood. You know, the number one team in Class 3A and Ravenwood at the time of that, that, that they played was number three in Class 6A. So... You know, nothing to be ashamed of in either of those losses, but for Independence to go to the Inferno and hang a 21-point loss on them, that's that's a pretty big win for Independence. No question. I'll tell you, Jackson Campbell, and we talked about, 
you know, his play last year as a wide receiver. But this kid has got a cannon. Uh, like I said, if you're watching this, he just threw a pass off his back foot from the 50 to the 4. <laughs> um, and just absolutely dominant as a quarterback, really settling into that role. Proud of what this kid has been able to do because he gives that team a completely different dynamic. And no doubt. And um, rushed for like 85 yards and a couple of touchdowns. Three touchdowns, I think. I think he scored three of their four touchdowns on the ground and then threw for one to Calvin Wilson. So um, he he continues to be a guy that um, defenses are going to have to reckon with in both phases of the game. Would not be surprised to see him as an all-region performer at the quarterback <laughs> position um, because, my goodness, I mean, he's just – he's dynamic. He is as good as we've seen in the area. We talk a lot about Destin Wade, but Jackson Campbell is – toe-to-toe just as good and, as... And he showed that in the opener. Absolutely. I mean, they, they went toe-to-toe. And I, I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sold necessarily on the Jackson Campbell quarterback experiment, but I'm 100% behind it at this I point. I don't think it's an experiment at this at point. At this point, it is. It, he is. He's the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, it almost makes you wonder, you know, what they could have done with him. At Had that, he been there? Yeah. Had he been in that position, which well, he, couldn't, nothing, he couldn't throw it to himself, though. And nothing, nothing against Ethan Cash, but he just brings a different dynamic to the game. Well, I mean, when you've got an Ethan Cash on your team, I mean, and a guy that, like that, Jackson Campbell who could catch it, yeah, <laughs> yeah, why not throw it to him? Exactly, <laughs> but but you know, he's he has certainly acquitted himself well through the first half of this season at that position. Absolutely. So again, twenty-eight to seven win over Blackman on the road. Um, Indy rolling right now after an, uh, an open date and then a couple of wins. So yeah. good job to, to Independence. And when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, a few more high school football games. We've got – Big uh, weekend. Yeah. Um, we've got Davidson Academy over CA, DCA over Summertown, and then we'll talk about Zion Christian's win at Sell Creek. When we come back on SMTN Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. And we're back on SMTN Sports Today. Presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. I want to take a quick moment and talk about another one of our great sponsors, Covenant Technology. Whether it's on the playing field or in business, Covenant Technology believes communication among your team is vital to success. Covenant Technology is dedicated to helping businesses succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. There's two T's in there. It's Covenant Technology. A lot of people forget that second T. I've, I've been told. So just want to make sure everyone knows it's Covenant Technology, both T's. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about um, the game you were at mm-hmm. on Friday night. Davidson Academy, a 36 to nothing win over CA. And uh, the big news is Charlie Lansdale watched the game from his vehicle. From his vehicle, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
development that uh, came about late Thursday, Charlie had been found to, um, through contact tracing, to have been in contact with someone who had tested positive for COVID-19. Gotcha. So um, has to be away from the team for at least a week while, you know, obviously monitoring his own situation um, and testing. And, sure. and he, he expects to be back with the team in time for Friday's game at Nashville Christian, but will at least miss two or three practices this week, but certainly missed Friday night's game. Was not on the sidelines for Friday night's game against Davidson. Um, Seth Anderson, the offensive coordinator, was acting coach on Friday night. And um, can we get him? Can we get Charlie one of those those big? platforms like Coach Bryant used to have back in the day. You know, it's funny. I, I <laughs> Sit him on top of the press box or something. I, I saw over the weekend somebody, somebody coached from a lift. It wouldn't surprise me these days. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's 2020. But, but I mean, he he had a decent parking space. He had a pretty good shot. I, I mean, I know where he was parked. Uh, we have a picture him. of it. Yeah, yeah, we do have a picture of it on the website, sm-tnsports.com. Oh, see where plug. he sat. Yeah, but um, I mean, he um, he had a pretty good view. It wasn't a great view. Um, it's not. I mean, they they get a uh, CA forces a turnover two plays into the game, turns it back over three plays later, and Davidson's gone from that point. Yeah, that's um, it, kind of the same thing that happened against Shelbyville. You know, like I said, here's the turnover. If you're watching. That's a great reaction play by Max Ballard right there. And, you know, then tie ball game, you get a halfback pass, get it down inside the red zone, and they just could not finish, much like, again, the Shelbyville game where they couldn't punch it in uh, when necessary. And then from there, it was pretty much all Davidson Bears. (laughs) Well, at that point, you know, the the Davidson Bears did what a – two-time defending state championship team does. They just um, they pounded the rock and they defended and you know made CA play from behind and they were unable to do that. Yeah. Um, still, though, we know that this CA team has some ability to be in the conversation in this region. Maybe not at the very top. But I don't think that this weekend is out of the question. Uh, I, I don't either. But, and, and, you know, you have to be careful comparing scores. But this weekend, Davidson beats Columbia Academy 36 nothing. The prior weekend, Davidson Academy beat Nashville Christian 35 to nothing. CA goes to Nashville Christian Friday. So I, I'll be curious to see how that one plays out. Um, but, again, this CA team, they've got to find a way to put it in the end zone when they get close enough. Well, they've got to find a way to do that. And the thing is, they've got some explosion with with Franklin Walker, um, with Chris Modesti. I, I think they got to figure a way to get those guys more consistently involved offensively. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, so moving on. Um, a game that was – Scheduled on Thursday. This was as on the run as it gets. Yeah. um, I mean, Thursday, what time was it? Noon, we found out? It was 12.37. We got a a text (laughs) message that that the Richland-Summertown game had been canceled. 
And then I got a text message that said, do you know anybody looking for a game? And I'm like, I'm just a lowly sports writer. I don't know. <laughs> but we did give them some options. Um, None of which they took, but we did give them take, some. Didn't take any of those options. That being said, I know that uh, they contacted Boyd Buchanan and – Initially, by accident, Les Moat agreed to play Boyd Buchanan on the road. <laughs> and then he was like, you know what? I just don't think we can travel three hours on, uh, on, on 24 on hours notice. Less than that, yeah. yeah prob- <laughs> and, that, and, you know, discretion is the better part of valor. That was probably a good call on Leslie Moat's part right there. But, you know, traveling up to Donaldson Christian, the number four team in Division 2A, did not fare especially well for the number seven Eagles either. No, and, and, but again, I think you have to understand that this is much like the Giles County-Columbia game, that it, it's a game where you just have to do what you do. Mm-hmm. You don't have a whole lot of time to prepare for your opponent. You just kind of have to say, here's what, we're, what we normally do. Let's go out and do it well. Javen Edmiston did that. He ran for 105 yards. And both touchdowns. And both touchdowns. And and really, you know, Summertown did a good job doing what they do. You're right. Um, you know, it, it's hard to stop a team that just has a few more athletes on the field. And, and, and again, preparation for that ball game. I mean, how much, how much film did you get to watch? How much? They swapped films, but I, I would be willing to bet that Summertown maybe was able to watch a game, and mm-hmm. even that, you don't have time to break it down yeah, to yeah. decide what defense you're going to run against what formation. You just got to go out there and base defense and and, and hope it works and out. And play, yeah. And, and um, DCA in their second year under Paul Wade, who um, won some state championships at Davidson before joining the coaching staff over at Innsworth, does a great job. And um, – has has DCA playing really well right now? Obviously, they they continued their unbeaten start to the season with that win. And you know, for Summertown, like you said, had to get ready on the run. Big Region Five Two A game coming up this weekend when Lewis County comes to town. Um, they're not in a bad place at all. This was a non-region game. Doesn't really hurt them in terms of what they're trying to accomplish. So, yeah, I think the biggest thing for Summertown was. After being off last week, they were supposed to play Collinwood. Collinwood had to cancel for COVID reasons. Just getting back on the field was huge for them. Yeah, and Richland's coaching staff was um, apparently somehow they were in contact or someone tested positive Mm -hmm. for COVID. um, And that took this game out as well as their upcoming their game upcoming Friday, games. they were they were scheduled to travel to Lookout Valley on Friday. Sounds as if that's not going to take place. Yeah, as of this morning, speaking with Coach Nick Patterson over there, they're not going to play this Friday either. So, tough break for Summertown and Richland because I was really looking forward to that. Matter of fact, yeah. it was our game of the week <laughs> uh, until about twelve thirty-seven on Thursday. Until twelve thirty-seven on Thursday, it was the game of the week. Matter of fact, we had already. If you watched or listened to our podcast last week, we had already we apologize. <laughs> we we had, we had put everything out there, and it just it just wasn't great. But uh, anyway, we had to go back and re redo it. Redo. It was just wild. Yeah. But 
And I didn't mean to do this with our second break, but all three of these games are private school games. And we're going to talk about our second uh, our second of two wins this week as uh, Zion Christian traveled over to the middle some, of nowhere. Some, somewhere in southeast Tennessee. <laughs> somewhere in southeast. That's exactly right. Uh, and, but two so, years, second year in a row, they mm-hmm. get a, a, a shootout win over Sale Creek, 48-42. And you know what? This has been a crazy series. I think all four of these games have been decided by nine points or less. Last year, all everything, Mark Lowry blocked an extra point. That's right. To preserve a 29-28 win at Holcomb Field. This year, this game isn't over until Max Brown intercepts a pass in the end zone with about 32 seconds left. So it's 48-42. Sale Creek is driving inside the final minute trying to get it tied up or maybe maybe win it 49-48. Yeah. And, and um, Max Brown comes through. But this um, – Luke Perko's hands and feet were all over this ball game. Literally, three hundred and forty-five combined yards offensively. Um, had a hand in five, five touchdowns, either passing or throwing. So um, either passing, or th- passing or passing running. or running. Yeah, either passing or throwing. Yeah, either one. <laughs> Shut uh, up. <laughs> I will say this: the first half of this game was a complete shootout. The second half was a settled four, down fourteen to six was the final score of the second half in favor of Sell Creek. So it just goes to show that, again, I think it, it's got to be a depth issue. They're tired. Mm-hmm. You know, the second half gets a little, you know, a little sluggish. But it was a an absolute slugfest in the well, second half. When, when you talk about numbers and you talk about depth, you have to consider Lou Perko, again, 345 offensive yards. He's also playing linebacker. Yeah, he's playing linebacker. That's that's how I mean that's how it goes at at, at these really small private schools. I know I did it, um, <laughs> so I'm just saying. Yeah, it's a it's just impressive to watch teams like that and it, these Iron Man kids. You know, playing both ways. Big hats off to them. Forty eight minutes is a long time. Um, <laughs> just telling you, and 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 a great job by Brad Lowry to make the necessary adjustments at halftime. Uh, defensively, mm-hmm. um, hats off to Sell Creek's coaching staff for making defensive adjustments. I it, mean, it sounds like the X factor in this ball game for for all the attention that the quarterback gets. Sam Sullivan, yeah, caught two or three touchdown passes, had a fifty nine yard run for a touchdown. Um, this was a kid who joined the team late last year and pretty much had an immediate impact and. Um, has has done so from the start this time around. So um, big game for him, big game for Perko, um, big win. And and you talking about Coach Lowry, with the numbers that you're dealing with, I would think it's fascinating trying to figure out when to get somebody out for a blow and that kind of thing because clearly you have to. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you, you can't play every single play. Yeah. I mean, you can, but it's tough. Keevan Cooper, I don't think he came off the field. Really? I'm talking offense, defense, and special teams. As a freshman. Uh, he did. Uh, that's a lot. He did come off the field after his 98-yard kick return on the extra point. 
they put somebody else in to block on the far right side as the up back. That was sweet of them. That was really nice, I thought. <laughs> Good job looking out, Bronson. So I'm just saying, like, it, it's tough to take you – know, because if you're on the kickoff team, you're on the kickoff team. Right. Like, you have – that's not a thing that you can just – you can't just throw somebody throw out right. there that doesn't understand what they're supposed to do. And yeah. that's a that's a big deal, especially, you know – and. Even especially points. well, especially when you just scored on a ninety-eight yarder, you know what can happen. Exactly. So, so I mean, and, and so in the case of Luke Perko, he's a linebacker. That's he's not just the quarterback of the offense; he's the quarterback of the defense. Right. Right. So that's not a guy you can just you know take out anytime you feel like it. it it's it's got to be a very specific moment to get him a player to on right. the sideline. Mm-hmm. So. And then now with everybody having their own water bottles, it's hard to you know stay hydrated. And it, I don't know how how it felt over there, but it was hot and humid. You know, Friday night just about everywhere. That being said, because of his efforts, <laughs> Luke Perko is this week's Covenant Technology Player of the Week. Like I said, ran for 176 yards on 12 carries through. 13 passes, completed six of them for 169 yards, and he had five total touchdowns. So a great job by that young man. Um, just a fantastic performance from Luke Perko. You, not, not much you can say other than that. Not a bad night at the office for Mr. Perko. Congratulations. Absolutely. And continuing, uh, we're going to talk about our team of the week, the End to Win Life team of the week. Sponsored by Custom Stone Handlers, and we talked about them a little bit earlier today. It is a pretty big day for them as they are hosting or they are playing in the district tournament. It is the Summertown Golf Team, boys and girls. The, the girls are pictured here, but the boys are uh, part of that team of the week. So yeah, and we expect them to be the favorites in that District Twelve Small Class Tournament that's going on. Again, as we speak, down at the Lawrenceburg Golfing Country Club. And again, we will have results of that later on today on the website at sm-tnsports.com. So be sure and check that out. So congratulations to Summertown Golf, the End to Win Life Team of the Week, sponsored by Custom Stone Handlers. And finally, our Scholar Athlete of the Week this week. Uh, He's going to be in the classroom a little bit longer. Um, than normal. It's C.J. James, a lineman out of Richland. Um, C.J. is in honors classes. He's taken AP classes. Um, very intelligent young man. Very academically oriented, apparently. Yeah, he he, he knows what's uh, going to get him to the next level. He's, you know, and he's a very good offensive lineman, by the way. Uh, really opens up holes for, for Austin Seals and Sam Edwards, so. Part of an experienced offensive line down at Richland as well, a senior, and um, got the size to possibly go on and do that at the next level. Um, as you said, he's um, he's going to have a little bit more time to to focus on his studies here, it seems, as um, Richland did not play this past weekend against Summertown, is not playing this coming weekend against Lookout Valley, so... Um, Tough stretch here for the Raiders, but congratulations to Mr. James. Absolutely. All right, let's talk about uh, our pick'em. As yeah, you shake your head. <laughs> it could be worse. Trust me. 
Um, our weekly picks are brought to you by Jamie Davis Allstate. You're in good hands with Jamie Davis. For a free quote, call 615-392-1122 and make sure to tell her that Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. Um, like I said, it could be worse. Um, if you say so. <laughs> well, you went four and two. So, I mean, that's not too bad. Whereas I went three and three so no I was worse than that three and four yeah so so I wasn't four and two then if you were three and four um, let's see you got Columbia Central wrong mm-hmm. Davidson Academy right Summit, Summit wrong. wrong Indy right Fayetteville right Zion right and okay so four and three because or was it five and two I don't know five and two five and two that's there not we a go. bad week yeah I mean, we'll we didn't we didn't pick Summertown DCA on the show, but we did pick it on Friday night, mm-hmm. uh, TriStar Friday Night Live. So I went ahead and just added that, even go. though I just picked Summertown because I'm a homer. <laughs> uh, and I did not know anything about DCA whatsoever. Did not know they were the number five team in 2A, or Division Two. I can tell you that. You you did not read most of Thomas. Uh, you're right, I did not read <laughs> I'll tell you why. That's that's because not it was, very encouraging. I'm just saying. <laughs> I didn't uh, I didn't read most of your Wasn't even wasn't part of it. <laughs> I try not to read your like your picks and stuff before before you pick before I pick. Okay, I that's don't fair. Like that's fair. Make I don't want to. I don't know. You you, you don't want to be prejudiced, right? Okay, right. I, I got so you. I just I feel like that's kind of cheating. So you're it probably is what it right, is. but but it's you should little, read it at some point. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I did at some point. I, you know, right. I didn't realize this that the only team that I picked, the only home team I picked to win was Summit, and they did not win. Um, so big big week for for Mostradamus as he takes a two game lead over me. Um, but that's okay. Maybe you should cheat. <laughs> I was also trying to not pick the same because I do know your picks. I just try not to. Yeah, you know, that, that's the the benefit of being the graphics guy. Yeah, it's it's like the the graphics guy for the college football playoff. He's always the first one to know. No doubt, the first person to ever know who's the get the, to know who the graphics guy is. Yeah. yeah, I mean, who knows? But anyway, let's uh. Let's let's talk a little bit about Thursday. We're gonna have a uh, we'll have a podcast out on Thursday. It'll be talking about Friday night's games, and then of course the golf, volleyball, mm-hmm. cross country results, so- girls soccer results as well. So make sure to follow us uh, on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, um, Deezer, TuneIn Radio app. We are on the TuneIn Radio app. SM TN Sports today. Just search that. You can get us on any of those uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, but TuneIn Radio is pretty nice to have. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, you can also find us on Facebook, Southern Middle Tennessee Sports, our Facebook group and page. You can find us on Twitter at SM underscore TN Sports and on Instagram as well at SM underscore TN Sports. That's, uh, that's going to do it for us today. And we appreciate your time once again. This is... SMTN Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. You guys have a great rest of the afternoon, and we'll see you on 
Thursday. 